emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I'm Kevin Merida, Senior Vice President of ESPN. Hi, everyone. This is Rexy Roll from Western Air, Bahamas. I'm Monica Morgan, international photojournalist and motivational speaker. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. Hey, this is Maurice Griffin from BET Sunday's Best. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Dr. Eddie Connor, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud show with my main man, Michael Nimmons. Grew up listening and singing If I Could Be Like Mike, and I really do, so I had to listen to how he brings it, how he flows with it, how he engages you, how he speaks truth to power and inspires you to do something greater than ever before. Don't you dare miss it. Continue to listen. Think out loud. Speak out loud. Michael Nimmons. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... The Thinking Out Loud radio show. 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 So one of the best radio shows that I've ever been on. And in Detroit, I can't go without thinking out loud with my boy, Michael Nimmons. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimitz. It's the show featuring evangelist, entrepreneur, and executive producer of Bloom TV, Brianna Swanson. Tell us about Bloom TV. Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. Um, Bloom TV will be a YouTube series. And it will be 24 pre-recorded shows that I will release once a week. And it's going to be a 30-minute show. It's not enough, you know, to have God just do everything in 30 minutes. Um, I want to be able to get all the youth rallied up in the city at one point, and we just have a Holy Ghost fire good time. You know, bring our friends and family. People get healed. People get saved. Miracles happen. Um, I really want to see God um, operate strong and doing an outpour in Detroit. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Happy birthday to radio host, Pastor Michael Nimmons. May God continue to bless you in all that you do. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.
Hello and welcome to the birthday edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. That's right, guys. It's my birthday, or it was my birthday, on yesterday. I am excited, obviously, about being blessed to see another year. Thankful for that. I had a wonderful, wonderful birthday, and I'm so glad that you are tuned in to the show on tonight. Thank you to those of you who sent us birthday wishes all over social media. We truly, truly appreciate it. We thank you so much for sending us uh, your warm wishes on our birthday again. We had a wonderful birthday. We res- we've been celebrating ever since uh, Friday of last week and uh, the celebration continues <laughs> you know the older you get the longer you celebrate <laughs> so we're going to be celebrating all month long you know how we do <laughs> but again I'm I'm just happy and, and I feel blessed uh, to be able to say uh, that I am a year older and uh, you're wiser, hopefully. And I just thank you so much for tuning in on tonight. And we've got a great show in store for you. A great interview from a f- academic phenom. That's, that's what I'm calling. That's what I'm calling her. Uh, Haley Taylor Schlitz, uh, who was recently on Good Morning America, is now on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we'll be sharing with you her interview with us on tonight. Amazingly gifted and bright young lady uh, who uh, is only 16 years old and will be graduating uh, with her bachelor's uh, from Texas Woman University in May of this year and starting law school uh, this fall. So I can't wait to share uh, this awesome interview with you in just a little bit. But she's an amazing young lady with an amazing story to share and I can't wait to share with you. Also, be sure to check out our blogs at michaelnemons.com. I'm telling you, uh, people are stopping by. I mean, we're getting visits from as far as... um you know, Israel. In fact, I think I got somebody from Israel that checked out our uh, Jussie Smollett, uh, the Hate You Give um, uh, blog that we uh, we wrote a few weeks ago. It is still up on our site. In fact, it's on the homepage at michaelnemis.com. Uh, please go and check it out. Uh, the Hate You Give, uh, talking about the uh, the Jussie Smollett. Uh, hoax of course you know that um, he has been exonerated and uh, it seems like uh, it, the the tide of public opinion is now shifting back in his direction in his favor so to speak uh, because all the charges were dropped and I'm wondering uh, has now uh, do you believe uh, Jesse Smollett's uh, account of being um, uh, a victim of a hate crime uh, now that the Chicago police um, or the prosecution has dropped the charges against uh, this celebrity, <clears throat> I uh, tend to think that um, uh, 
I, you know, I, I still believe that it was a hoax that uh, he fabricated it. Uh, but again, uh, that is as really now a matter of public opinion because he has been exonerated of all charges and uh, his record has been expunged from what I uh, understand. Uh, but um, our blog was not necessarily about the hoax, but it was about uh, the larger uh, question of um, homosexuality and the church and I really want you to check that blog out and uh, give us your feedback uh, we would love to know what your thoughts are about uh, this controversial subject of homosexuality and the church uh, just check it out uh, don't really have time to get into it right now but check the blog out we would love to hear from you we talked about it in a couple uh, shows um, uh, prior to uh, tonight's show and you can always go back in our archives and um, and check those shows out uh, if you would like. But uh, again, the easiest way to find out what the blog is about, just go to michaelnimmons.com and click on the uh, the Hate You Give blog. It's right on our homepage. We would love to know what your thoughts are. You can add us at TOL Radio Host MSN or send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. We would love to hear Hear from you. You is live. A sea of race fists and silence. 2020 fight is getting very real. Democrats jumping in, speaking out. Jussie Smollett. A month ago, few people knew who he was. You're watching The Breakfast Club. If you take it all into consideration, Stephen A. Listen, the argument that where where you absolutely disgust me. A dilemma right now. How you feeling? Better than I deserve. You feel better today? I'm getting there. Yeah. What are you thinking about? You are tuned in to the April 2nd edition of the What Are You Thinking About segment. And this is the segment where we talk about everything and everybody. We kicked this segment off talking about a rising star in the Democratic Party, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's right, guys. She is an amazing young lady, um, a big voice in this Democratic Party, a rising star in the 116th Congress and a regular target by the Republicans. Um you know, uh, I am really impressed with this young lady. I love her passion and her resolve for um, the work that she is doing in Congress and the work that she wants to get done in Congress, um, despite the opposition that she's getting from uh, both sides of the aisle. You know, there are some Democrats that are, um, are in disagreement with her. Uh, ideals and uh, some of the things that she would like to get done but um, 
you know, then of course the Republicans are uh, a constant uh, adversary of hers, but she doesn't seem to let any of that stop her. In fact, I um, was really uh, moved by uh, a response she gave recently uh, after uh, she got criticism uh, from her Green New Deal plan from the Republican side. One of the uh, Republican congressmen called it elitist. And um, this was her response. Check it out. This is not an elitist issue. This is a quality of life issue. You want to tell people that their concern and their desire for clean air and clean water is elitist? Tell that to the kids in the South Bronx, which are suffering from the highest rates of childhood asthma in the country. Tell that to the families in Flint whose kids have their blood is ascending in in lead levels. Their brains are damaged for the rest of their lives. Call them elitist. You're telling them that those kids are trying to get on a plane to Davos? People are dying. They are dying. And the response across the other side of the aisle is to introduce an amendment five minutes before a hearing and a markup. This is serious. This should not be a partisan issue. This is about our constituents and all of our lives. Iowa, Nebraska, broad swaths swaths of the Midwest are drowning right now underwater. Farms, towns that will never be recovered and never come back. And we're here and and people are more concerned about helping oil companies than helping their own families. I don't think so. I don't think so. This is about our lives. This is about American lives. And it should not be partisan. Science should not be partisan. We are facing a national crisis. And if we do not ascend to that crisis... If we do not ascend to the, to, to the levels in which we were threatened at the Great Depression, when we were threatened in World War II, if we do not ascend to those levels, if we tell the American public that we are more willing to invest and bail out big banks than we are willing to invest in our farmers and our urban families, then I don't know what we're here doing. I don't know what we're here doing. I, I really love her passion. I love her boldness and uh, her relentlessness, uh, you know, for what she believes in. It's just truly remarkable. Um, she's a fresh face and a fresh voice in Congress that is needed. It's needed right now, especially in this political climate. And I really appreciate, um, you know, her remarks about the Flint water crisis. Uh, It is still going on in Flint. The water there in Flint is still uh, bad for most people. Things are being done, but not enough has been done to address the problems in Flint. And again, you have Republicans that want to... um, Look at uh, politicians like uh, Congressman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as elitist because her ideals are are so big and and um, and I think that's what that's what our country needs. We need big ideas. Um, we need uh, um, you know we need to continue uh, to think outside of the box and. Uh, and really, and and I think those that is the way, rather, uh, that we're going to 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 bring about the change uh, that is needed. And uh, I, I applaud 
uh, people like her, uh, uh, Congressman uh, uh, Cortez and uh, Ayanna Presley and uh, and uh, Rashida Tlaib, Congresswomen that are speaking truth to power, not afraid of being criticized, not afraid of uh, continuing to 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 speak truth. And to speak up We need voices like that uh, In Congress And here lately it has been uh, The women in Congress that are speaking up And I'm not saying that that's not happening uh, From the male side as well We do have um, uh, Representative um, uh, Congressman Jeffries From New York Who's speaking out as well We truly appreciate uh, men like him and others that are continuing to speak truth to power. That's what uh, this is really all about. And it's happening in Congress and it's even happening uh, uh, in this 2020 presidential cycle. Uh, Congress uh, Senator Cory Booker is speaking out. Senator Kamala Harris is speaking out. Uh, they're really um, calling attention to uh, some of the ills in our society that need to be addressed. And hats off to men and women like them that are continuing uh, to put uh, the to put these things in the forefront of our minds. We love to know what your thoughts are about uh, these uh, Congress uh, men and women. Add us at TOL Radio Host MSN. We'd love to get your thoughts and feedback. Or send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. Also, we ran across uh, a very interesting video that we posted on our Thinking Out Loud radio show fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check it out. It is uh, a woman proposing to a man. That's right. You heard me correctly. A woman proposing to a man. And it is not... um, you know, it is not just her uh, extending to him uh, a wedding invitation or a proposal, but it is her getting on her knees in public and expressing to him uh, her desire to um, to to be married and for uh, him to marry her. It is really interesting because, uh, and this is not the first video that I've seen, but this is the first one where the woman is not just on one knee, but she is on both knees uh, out in public, surrounded by uh, what could be friends and other onlookers uh, because this was out in public and she got on both knees and asked this young man to marry her. I really just I was really appalled by it because uh, this is breaking all kinds of of social norms and uh, it's it's completely uh, it, it is uh, I, I don't know if this is a new trend or not but um, that is that is not biblical at all the Bible talks about um uh, the man being the pursuer, King Solomon, uh, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing, meaning that the man is supposed to be the pursuer and the woman is supposed to be the one that is being pursued. Uh, it is traditionally the man uh, that asks the woman to 
uh, be married or ask the woman to marry him. It is the man who gets down on one knee and asks for uh, the woman's hand in marriage. So I I'm, I don't know. Is this a new trend? I would love to know what your thoughts are about this because it completely uh, threw me off guard. I am uh, not used to this at all. And um, it again is not in line with um, what uh, the Bible says the male and the female roles in marriage are. Uh, the woman is not the pursuer. Um, the man is. And uh, she is the one that is being pursued. He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And I love that scripture because it talks about Solomon talks uh, very candidly about uh, what the male's role should be and what the woman's role should be. The man is the seeker. He is seeking what Solomon is calling a good thing. And what should the woman be doing while she is being sought? She is should be preparing herself to be found. And whatever that entails, whatever that consists of, if it means um, working on uh, yourself emotionally, working on yourself mentally, working on yourself naturally, whatever that entails, you should be preparing yourself to be found. Not being the pursuer, but you should be the one that is being pursued. I I don't I want to know what your thoughts are about that. I thought it was interesting if you want to see the video go to our facebook fan page thinking out loud radio show facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show you'll be able to see the video there the woman is on both knees asking this man to marry uh to marry her then the good news is he did say that he would marry her but it was just really odd seeing this woman on both knees Asking this man to marry her. Woo! I don't know. <laughs> what are what is this world coming to? At me at TOL Radio Host MSN. Would love to get your thoughts and feedback on that. Or send us an email at contact at michaelnemis.com or leave us a comment on our Thinking Out Loud show page at michaelnemis.com. You can leave us a voice comment right from michaelnemis.com. Check it out today. guys we are in the third week of March Madness and uh, still excited about the tournament uh, my team the Michigan State Spartans are still alive and well uh, after advancing to the Sweet 16 to play the LSU Tigers uh, they did beat uh, the LSU Tigers in a big way advancing to the Elite A very excited about uh, what they are doing uh, their next opponent is Duke very excited about the opportunity to play them, uh, even though we have not been successful in the past against uh, Duke. I think the 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 stat is one out of uh, the last eleven times uh, uh, we have lost against Duke, uh, but. Uh, we're keeping hope alive. I have been saying that Duke is beatable. 
Duke is beatable. I posted that on my Facebook page. Again, uh, most of the MSU haters uh, are believing that uh, we won't do it. Of course, we have to continue to prove uh, uh, prove it despite the fact uh, that Michigan State has a history of being successful uh, against, um, you know, ranked opponents. Come on, guys. Just give us our props. Just give us our, the credit that it is due. But, you know... Uh, nevertheless, we will continue to prove uh, that we are the better team. And I believe that we will beat Duke. Duke, again, has um, proven that they can be beaten. Uh, in fact, uh, the last two games um, uh, against UCF, they only beat them by two points. And their last opponent in Virginia Tech, they almost lost that game, uh, surviving and advancing uh, by two points. And uh, I think their luck is going to run out against MSU. I really do. I really believe it because it just seems like each and every game we find uh, a new way, uh, a new uh, player steps up. Uh, Gabe Brown stepped out, stepped up, and uh, came off the bench with about. 12 points, I believe. Uh, it was also um, uh, Aaron Henry uh, that uh, uh, that really um, made a, a big contribution. Of course, you got your regulars and Cassius Winston. I'm just telling you guys, I really have a lot of faith in Michigan State. Of course, you think I'm a, a slappy, but hey, I, I'm an alum and a big fan, and I just believe that this is our year. So, Go Spartans. And, of course, on the other side, uh, those Michigan uh, Wolverines uh, proved that uh, they um, are one-hit wonder, uh, making it to uh, the Sweet 16 but getting uh, blown out by uh, Texas Tech. Uh, they are at home uh, watching the tournament as of uh, <laughs> this recording. So, uh, no blue. <laughs> Uh, hell to the losers <laughs> I got plenty I got a whole lot of them back I really do I got a whole lot of them Enjoying the fact that Michigan is at home Watching the Michigan State Spartans uh, We still in this thing And we got a good chance At making it to the final four So um, all, And of course the other games of note um, uh, North Carolina is out Auburn beat them And uh, they're advancing to play I believe it's Kentucky um, And uh, Gonzaga Got upset by Texas Tech Texas Tech is advancing to the final four So there's a lot of moving pieces A lot of moving parts going on Just excited about the NCAA tournament And of course Excited about the Michigan State Spartans. Man, uh, this, this really, this tournament season has been great. Um, and uh, we hope this momentum will continue. If you enjoyed this segment, any parts of it, uh, you got any questions or comments, add us at TOL Radio Host MSN. Or send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com or leave us a comment on our Thinking Out Loud show page at michaelnemons.com. We're going to take our first break of the night, but when we come back, we're getting right into our interview with academic phenom Haley Taylor Schlitz, who was on Good Morning America, and now she's on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, one of the hottest radio shows online. You're tuned in. To the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and we'll be right back. 
You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. I'm Stephanie D. Sanders, singer, songwriter, actress, author, speaker, voiceover artist, and more. Whether it's a church service, speaking event, convention, seminar, festival, expo, Stephanie D. Sanders is the one you need. Book this multi-talented, professional, and gifted woman of God for your next event. For more information on booking, social media, music, and more, Visit EPKStephanieDSanders.com. Mr. Show featuring violin extraordinaire Candace Pretty String Smith. And probably one of the more interesting ones was Rick Ross. I violin and Rick Ross don't go together <laughs> so <laughs> so you really gotta explain to us how that all came together catch it on iTunes Google Play Music iHeartRadio TuneIn and Spotify yes of course so Rick Ross that was when I was a student at Florida a and University and we had a homecoming showcase and they hired Rick Ross to come for our homecoming concert. And everyone wanted to open up for him. Like, I want to audition. I want to open up for Rick Ross. So I went through an audition. So I was chosen to open up for him. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. April 15th is right around the corner. This is radio host Michael Nimmons. And yes, it's tax time. Haven't filed yet? No worries. We've got the place for you. Consumer Tax Clinic. Take it from someone who knows. They will sit down with you, go over your return, give great advice, and look for the best possible return options. Let the experts at Consumer Tax Clinic help you get the refund you never thought you could. They did it for me. 
Let them do it for you. Call Consumer Tax Clinic at 248-395-0078. That's 248-395-0078. Or visit their website at ConsumerTaxClinic.com. That's ConsumerTaxClinic.com. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. We are back on another very special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and we have a very special young lady on the line, a brilliant young lady uh, in many ways, and we're definitely going to get into that uh, during tonight's interview. But she's 16 years old, recently on Good Morning America. That's right. And now she's on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Haley Taylor Schlitz is a senior at Texas Women's University. Haley started homeschooling at age 11. Homeschooling has allowed her to advance through high school at her own pace, graduating at age 13. That's right, guys. Ready for college. Haley has excelled as an honor student and is on course to graduate this May 2019 with a Bachelor's of Science degree in Interdisciplinary Studies. Haley has been accepted to nine, get this, nine law schools, including SMU, Dedman School of Law, Howard University School of Law, University of Houston Law, uh, Texas Tech University School of Law, and five others. Haley's pursuing a career as an attorney where she hopes to advocate for education, equity, and greater access to gifted and talented programs for students of color and girls. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to new friends of the show, academic scholar, and brilliant young lady all the way around, Haley Taylor Schlitz. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Haley. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. So very happy to have you on the show with us on tonight. Again, um, it's our birthday show, and I couldn't think of a better guest to have on the show. It's such a phenomenal young lady as yourself. Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. You're absolutely welcome. So um, let's get started. Um, Haley, tell our listeners about yourself. Yeah, well, that bio was awesome, but... uh you know, just to expand, uh, as you said, I started homeschooling at 11. I graduated high school at 13. I went to college after that. I went to Tarrant County Community College for the first year. And then I transferred to Texas Women's University uh, for my last two years. And so now I am 16 and a senior. I graduate in May. Uh, yeah, I got accepted into nine different law schools. I'm going to SMU Demon School of Law in the fall. I don't 
know what my passion is in law yet just because there are so many that I find so interesting. I've taken mm-hmm. a lot of mock classes at SMU, and I really like constitutional law because it was an amazing instructor instructor uh, who taught that when I was there at orientation. Um, and I'm also interested in contracts and intellectual property and educational policy. So, you know, we have we have huge different topics there. But, uh, yeah, I know that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you make it sound so simple. So simple. <laughs> you a constitutional law. I mean, I when I was at Michigan State, I um I graduated with a bachelor's in political science or uh, political theory and constitutional democracy and I thought, you know, that was a big deal at the time, but listening to you, I mean you you make it sound so you make everything sound so so easy so simple <laughs> well um i know you are enjoying our interview with um academic scholar gifted talented young woman miss haley taylor slitz we're so happy to have her on the thinking out loud radio show with us on tonight and she was just telling us a little bit about herself but i want to back up just a little bit because you said you were homeschooled um since you were 11 years old how how was it being homeschooled what was it like uh being homeschooled it was actually really good i think it was extremely beneficial for me um i think that homeschool in many ways provides a lot of things that a public high school uh, would really, it would really help students if it did provide. Things like the flexible schedule, the more independence, uh, having to check in on yourself and have self-discipline. Those are a lot of things that uh, it's easy not to develop in public school because there's so much structure. There are so many people looking over your shoulder and reminding you of all the things you have to do, telling you when to do it. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of people watching you. But when you transition to college, you have a lot more independence and you have to rely on yourself a lot more to get things done. And I think that's where a lot of students in college, um, you know, stumble. It's all that it's all that freedom now. So now they don't they don't check themselves. They don't say, okay, well I want to go to this party, but I have to write this essay, so they write the essay. No, they go to the party. Whereas in high school, if they want to go to the party, they might have a mom or a dad telling them, wait, did you finish your homework first? That reminder is not there anymore. Uh, when I was homeschooled, I did a homeschool co-op, and they called themselves a college-style school, where I would go two days a week, and the rest of the time I was at home. And so while I was at home, I had to do my own homework and turn it in online. And my parents obviously weren't sitting in class with me. So when the teacher posted, I want you to do the worksheet handed out in class, for example, I would have to know what that is. I would have to, you know, still have it and not lose it. I would have to fill it out. I would have to turn it in, you know, the next day in class. Um, But most of all, I would have had to check the website and know that that was due the next day. You know, it's like a lot of self-discipline and I think that of course that's something you can develop in public school and a lot of students do great in college for going from public high school but I think that's something that uh, homeschool high school really helped me develop was self-discipline and self-regulation and you know independence wow (laughs) man it you it just I have to I have to catch myself every time listening to you because 
you know, I, you don't sound like the average 16-year-old. You know, of course, you're not the average 16-year-old because you're going to law school in the fall. <laughs> Man, um, I, I, that, that's just remarkable. It's incredible. Who were, now, now, were you homeschooled by your parents? I was. My mom and dad homeschooled me, like I said, along with the school I went to. Okay, and and it was their idea for you to be homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and it's just amazing listening to you again. You don't sound like the average sixteen-year-old. Um, you know, because sixteen-year-olds now they're thinking about driving. You know, getting my getting my learner's permit. Uh. You know, borrowing mommy's car or, you know, going out to homecoming and, and, and whatnot. But you're you're talking you're already talking about some of the things. Of course, you're you're in that space right now, but you're talking um, about uh, independence and, and how and the challenge that comes with being a first time college student and, and at, at 18, 19 years old, those are some of the things that 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 college students grapple with and a challenge with. You seem to have already mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, college, it really it really helps you grow. It does. It does. It's the first opportunity that you have to really be uh, an adult and uh, you don't have somebody telling you to telling you when to get up and you know an alarm is pretty much the thing you use to get out of bed or whatever whatever um and and you can schedule your own classes you don't have to you don't have to be you're not in school uh, eight hours a day per se but you know you have the opportunity to kind of schedule the classes at your leisure but uh it sounds like you're 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 you you got it things pretty uh pretty down pat am i correct Yes. <laughs> wow, I know you are enjoying our interview with uh academic scholar, just all around gifted young lady. So happy to have her on our birthday show, uh Miss Haley uh Taylor Schlitz. And she was just on Good Morning America. What was that what was that experience like? It was really exhilarating um, and super exciting. Actually, the day of, like the day we flew out, like the night before the interview, so that day, the day before, I didn't even know I was going to fly to New York until that afternoon. And um, my dad and I packed up, went to the airport and flew out there like within the span of six hours interview in another like eight hours. So, you know, it all went really, really fast, but it was really fun and an honor to be there. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. That had to be a great experience. You were on Good Morning America, and now you're on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I mean, uh, your interview calendar, um, your calendar in general has got to be uh, pretty busy. I mean, how do you handle uh, all of the different engagements and and, and uh, coupled with your academic schedule? I mean, how do you make all that work? Honestly, I'm very proud of my time management skills after, like, my college experience. 
I remember when I first started college, my uh, time management wasn't exactly the best. It could have been better. Uh, and so now, after being in college for three years, I'm looking back on, you know, that quality about myself, and it's really, really improved. And college really, really helps you develop that time management. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so uh, I think that that's really key to help managing your schedule, too, not just when it comes to homework and assignments, but also when it comes to your everyday life. You need to be able to keep up with your calendar, and I think that's a great time management tool. And so I have about three, no, two different calendars, two different ways that I keep track of the things that I have, and uh, it works for me. And so uh, I I mean, I, I that's how I do it. I use, like, reminders as well as a paper calendar, and that's what I've been doing for a couple of years now. Incredible. Incredible. I know you are enjoying our interview with Haley Taylor Slitz. She is just um, a awesome young lady. So happy to have her on our birthday show, and she's just sharing, us, sharing with us some of uh, her educational journey and you know, Haley, I want you to tell us a little bit about um, you know when I when I heard about your story, uh, read about it, and I just the first thing that kind of came to my mind, you know, with you being so young and uh, experiencing so much in education, do you feel you missed out on any of your childhood because of your accelerated education? I don't. A lot of people ask about my socialization. Uh, that's one of the key things, like, you know, socializing with uh, kids my own age. And uh, actually, I get a lot of that. I love playing video games with my brother and sister. And uh, we play Fortnite, which they're way better than me, but we st I still love it. And I play with all my friends, and they're super, super good. But um, I still play with them, and that's really fun. Uh, same age peers. I play with same age peers. Uh, and then I also fence. So when I go to my fencing club, I have a lot of uh, same age friends. So I get that socialization. And uh, when you're homeschooled, a lot of people ask how you even, I guess, socialize with other kids. Um, and I guess a lot of people don't really think about the fact that public school is not the only way you can get interaction with same-age peers. Um, there are extracurriculars that you could do, you know, swimming, tennis, soccer, basketball, uh, that you you can go ahead and socialize there. You can go to, like, you know, local events, uh, you know, community events. You can, like, I mean, those after-school programs, if you go ahead and sign up, there'll be the same kids that you would be in class with you're just in basketball with now. You know, and so it's like there are a whole bunch of different ways to socialize besides just in the classroom and during the class day. Um, um, even that doesn't provide fantastic socialization because, you know, you're being instructed and you're in class, not really socializing. Um, so I think I have great socialization because I almost have, like, more quality time with my peers because we're not sitting in a classroom, you know, having to, we should be paying attention to the lesson. Um, we're more at a place where it's appropriate to be socializing. And so um, I get a lot of socialization with same age peers, and that's a question that I often get when mentioned about like things I've missed. Uh, I don't think I've missed anything. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's a Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. 
Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons and the Thinking Out Loud radio show for over 10,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, and now available at michaelnimmons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Did you miss the transformation of Daryl Woods? Then check this out. Let's start right here. As we said in your bio, uh, you served 28 Years and and uh, eleven months in prison, arrested for being uh, associated with the wrong crowd. Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. Yeah, I was convicted at the eight and a better. In 1990, I was uh, hanging around the wrong crowds. I was I found myself hanging with my. My co-defendant, me and my cousin, who was my co-defendant, uh, went to a home to purchase marijuana. Chaos broke out in the home. Guns were pulled out. Uh, and it was like uh, a hellish experience. You tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Have you purchased Michael Nimmons' new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. I know you are enjoying our interview with academic phenom and author Haley Taylor Slits. Let's get back into this inspiring interview. That's an interesting perspective because you know your your education is is seemed to have uh accelerated and uh, again you are um uh getting ready well you're a senior now at uh Texas Women's University, right? Mhm. And I I'm just again I I you're 16 years old uh you're getting ready to uh, start law school very, very soon. You know, what is it like being a senior in college at, at uh, Texas Women's University at the age of 16? You know, 
you say you you have time to socialize with uh, same age peers, but your peers are, as I said earlier, are their mind is on other things. And you know, of course, you said you had time. You have time to kind of relax, and you have downtime with your family, playing Fortnite and whatnot. But really, your peers in college are much older than you are so how do you deal with that you know you being 16 and say uh you know you're in classes with individuals who are in you know 18 19 or in their early 20s honestly to me it doesn't make a huge difference um i don't feel the difference between when i was homeschool high school and was working on group projects with kids who were you know 16 and I was 14 and now I'm 16 and the other kids are you know 18 or like you said early 20s I don't quite feel any different uh nobody I think really knows how old I am until I tell them I guess I look older than I am but nobody really questions it and so uh I just work in the group as I would uh if they ask my age of course I tell them but or it comes up in conversation but it's not something that I guess is super obvious when I sit down I mean it probably was when I was 13 but now it's not uh and so yeah it's I don't feel anything and even when they find out how old I am nothing really changes it's a different kind of vibe I get a different you know like it's kind of like they're interested and intrigued and have questions um I think it's also part of the Texas University community, um, the age difference, there, there are so many different kinds of people, not just in age, actually, you know, of course, uh, from all walks of life there, not that other campuses don't, but I can personally speak for TWU, and the environment is extremely welcoming. Uh, I think there being different is what's normal, not being average, uh, like, you know, common, like everybody has common things among them. I think that if like everybody is so different at Texas Women's University and has such a different background and such a unique story that when they hear mine, of course they're impressed and have questions, you know, like intrigued and interested, but it's like everybody has like a whole bunch of different you know, points of view on life. It's not like very rigid, like everybody there is 18 and then 19 and then 20. I have a person in my class who's, you know, 45 and then another person in my class who's 22. And it's like, you know, it's not just everybody's in my class is 22. So when they find out I'm 16, it's such a huge surprise. You know, everybody there is so different that I don't feel any of that kind of negative response. And like I said, of course, they're surprised, but it's good, you know, it's a, it's a really good reaction when they find out how old I am. Well, that is awesome. I know you're enjoying our interview with uh, academic scholar and all-around amazing young lady, Haley Taylor Slitz. She is on the birthday show of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So happy to have her on with us on tonight. And me, I'm just listening and just so intrigued by her and her story, um, just to know that um, this young lady is uh, committed to education. She has a passion for it. And at 16 years old, she's a senior in college getting ready to graduate and go to law school. That, that is that is amazing. That is amazing. Have you ever just pinched yourself and, you know, said, you know, wow, I can't believe this is actually happening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's 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 been an amazing experience, honestly, and just 
sometimes, you know, everybody forgets to, like, take a second to slow down and look at where you are in life and appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I try to do that often, you know, like, be like, I've, I've worked really hard to be here, so I'm going to appreciate that I'm here, you know. Right, right. There's nothing wrong with that, absolutely. It's always good to take uh, take the time to you know, evaluate things, take a step back and really just look at where you are and how far you've come because uh, your journey has has really been uh, truly amazing. You know, um, have you have you given any thought to, you know, what law school would be like for someone your age? You know, you more than likely would be the youngest student in every one of your classes. Um, and law school is, you know, college is on one level, but law school is on an entirely different level. And, you know, when you, um, they always say that if you get past your first year in law school, which I'm sure you will, you'll definitely be successful, um, that, um, because your first year is, is the most challenging. The first year is, um, the most rigorous and, you know, this is, of course, it's not new to you, but you. this is a, a, a new environment, new challenges. You know, have you, have you really given it, given much thought to what that is going to be like for you when you start law, law school this fall? Yeah, I have. Like you said, I've heard a lot about from, you know, other lawyers and, you know, other professors that law school is not going to be like anything you've ever done. <laughs> I'm excited to go into the first year. Like I said, I've taken every single mock class that I've taken at SMU I've loved. Uh, like I said, constitutional law was absolutely awesome. Um, honestly, um, like the LSAT, I see these classes as like fun. I'm excited to go into these classes um, because I see these classes as like an intellectual discussion among critical thinkers and less like a professor's lecturing at you, take notes and you got to pass a test. Like, of course, that's important. Take notes. You got to pass the test, of course. But I think uh, maybe it's partly due to the fact that I'm an auditory learner, but sitting there and listening to the discussion and hearing the different points of view and hearing the different possible outcomes and what everybody thought, you know, like it's, it's interesting. And I find it really fun to talk about like, well, this could have happened had they said this or this, there was this argument or this weak spot. And it's like, I didn't even look at it that way or I didn't even see it that way. You know, like it's just, it's, it's, it's a discussion and I, I, I'm excited to participate in those discussions. I, I understand and com- I completely agree with you because, you know, I, I like those type of um, of discussion settings uh, where you're able to participate and um, give your perspective and hear other others perspective and perspectives and their viewpoints. You know, um, I think that's a great learning environment It's one that I'm familiar with, even when I was in in college uh, some years ago. But. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I know you're going to be uh, successful. I have no doubt in my mind at all about that, and I, I'm sure you do. I can hear it in your voice how excited uh, you seem to be, and you're not even in law school yet. It just seems like another great challenge for you. <laughs> 
Yes. Well, that is awesome. That is awesome. I know you are enjoying our interview with academic scholar Miss Haley uh, Taylor Slitz. Uh, we're so happy to have her on the show with us on tonight. And you know, I want to uh, talk to you about homeschooling. And you know, um, it's it's not widely popular. Um, uh, but there are more students, more young people that are being homeschooled now um, uh, more than ever. Um, but I want you to share with our listeners, you know, more about homeschooling and how does it work? You know, um, you said you you were homeschooled until you were 11. And then uh, that's when you uh, matriculated into uh, college. How how does that how does that work, you know, with the accreditation, with, you know, moving from um, one grade level to the next, you know, graduating from homeschool? You're not it's not a traditional school in the sense that you are uh, graduating from high school with um, a degree, per se, or or um, uh, a diploma, per se. Or, or is that how it works? You know, we, we were, I'm just really curious, and I'm sure our listeners are as well as how do how do you, how do you make that transition from homeschool to um, a regular college? You know, at, at your age, at the age of 13, and now you're 16. Yeah, no, uh, I I think that homeschool. Uh, benefited me when trying to go from the transition of high school to college and then university. Um, the process, it was it's going to be different for everybody depending on where you are, what state you live in, the homeschool you're doing, you know, the college you want to go to. Uh, so um, just speaking for myself, uh, the process after I was pulled out from public school at fifth grade, so I was about 11, like when I started homeschooling, it was at the beginning it was just my parents, I'm pretty sure they didn't plan on me going this fast. So uh, it was just going to be like I was in sixth grade, uh, I was just, you know, in the appropriate class. It was, it wasn't, you know, I was just being homeschooled now. Nothing but that changed. Um, but then I had expressed to my parents that I wanted to go faster. I wanted to do, uh, I was in pre-algebra-ish already, like, you know, taking in, like higher level math, um, but I expressed that I wanted to be in algebra, and uh, that's when my parents were surprised because you know it's a high school level class, and I was in sixth grade, and my mom uh, stressed to me how um, big high school is, how important it is because it's a uh, like your permanent record that you have to show to the, all the colleges and universities, so you really have to be ready for those classes before you sign up and actually do them. And uh, so after having that discussion, uh, my parents went to the school and asked about, um, you know, skipping the grades that I needed to skip to take algebra in the, you know, next coming school year. And so uh, after that, my parents and the administration talked, I uh, took a test and uh, it showed that I was ready, you know, I was high school ready. And so uh, at that point, I went and took algebra and then I taught myself using the help of an online course I did geometry over the summer and then I did algebra 2 that next year and then I uh, kind of, I like I guess you could say I skipped high school pre-cal and uh, clipped out or tested out of that's a, there's a 
CLEP test. That's what they call call it at the colleges and universities. But uh, I tested out of college algebra. And so, um, yeah, math is my strong suit there. Uh, all the rest of the classes it followed, you know, so ninth grade, I was in, I was in algebra, so that means the rest of the classes were ninth grade. I skipped geometry, went to algebra two, so the rest of the classes are 11th grade. Uh, you know, so you, you follow. Um, and then, yeah, so after that, um, my mom had me take, I was 12-ish, my mom had me take the TSI, which is a college readiness test, and uh, I passed and did well, and so that meant I was college ready, and so I went to college, and yeah, then I applied to a whole bunch of different universities and got into all of them, but chose Texas Women's University, and you know, here I am. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is truly amazing. Man, and and what made you choose Texas Women's University over uh, some of the other schools you applied for? Yeah, I mean it was a it was multifaceted, but some of the most important uh, qualities that Texas Women's University had and that I you know cherished um, was the community. Uh, like I kind of you know, mentioned earlier, um, it was so it was so diverse. And it was then which made it really welcoming to me, especially uh, not that the other campuses weren't, but I just really felt it. I really felt the vibe of Texas Women's University when I was on campus. I just really, I don't know, it was it was something about the campus. It's a hard feeling to describe, but it was something about the people, the faculty, the campus that really made me really happy, really comfortable. It like, you know, a lot of people say this, but it really felt like a second home. And although I'd commute to campus, it's still, that that's how strong the environment is. It still feels like a second home. I don't even live there. Um, so that was really uh, amazing to me to actually have that experience and feel that feeling of like, this is like, you know, this is like aha moment. Like this is it. This is where I want to be. I could totally see myself being here. Um, and then also the price and being able to commute. I wanted to stay at home as I was only 13 years old. I wanted to stay with my parents at my house. I didn't want to live on campus. And Texas Women's University allowed me to do that. So a combination. <laughs> You're tuned in to the thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Happy birthday to radio host, Pastor Michael Nimmons. May God continue to bless you in all that you do. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Miss the show featuring Christian rapper and poet Ty Scott King. You are a um, gospel uh, recording artist, gospel rap artist. I want you to talk a little bit about the culture of um, CHH, Christian uh, Hip Hop. Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Spotify. <laughs> They're going to the South by Southwest 
stages and just everywhere, you know, wherever we can share music, that's where they're going. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to the next youth explosion or the next gospel fest. They're going where people who, who love rap are and they're taking the message of the gospel. And that's that's what the gospel is. It's the good news and we're, we're supposed to spread it. You tuned in to the Free Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. April 15th is right around the corner. This is radio host Michael Nimitz. And yes, it's tax time. Haven't filed yet? No worries. We've got the place for you. Consumer Tax Clinic. Take it from someone who knows. They will sit down with you, go over your return, give great advice, and look for the best possible return options. Let the experts at Consumer Tax Clinic help you get the refund you never thought you could. They did it for me. Let them do it for you. Call Consumer Tax Clinic at 248-395-0078. That's 248-395-0078. Or visit their website at ConsumerTaxClinic.com. That's ConsumerTaxClinic.com. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. It's their birthday. They need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specializes in custom-made all occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. I hope you enjoyed our interview with academic phenom Haley Taylor Schlitz. Let's hear the conclusion of this inspiring interview. I know you are enjoying our interview with Miss Haley Taylor Slitz, academic scholar, very talented and gifted young lady. So happy to have her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the adjustment and the the transition that you've made, uh, you know, at third at eleven and thirteen and now sixteen, you know, in in the various academic environments you've been in, but we haven't much, haven't talked much about the adjustment your parents uh, probably have had as well because you're so young and yet so um, uh, brilliant and intelligent and. And you're, you know, you've been on this accelerated educational journey. You know, uh, can you tell us what it's been like uh, for your parents? I know they're not on the line with us, but kind of share with us what your, you know, some of some of the experiences or thoughts your parents might have had with you moving so fast in education in your educational journey. 
Yeah, honestly, I couldn't be here without them. Uh, back when I was in fifth grade, like, well, in elementary school, like first through fourth grade, I loved school, and I loved academics, and I loved getting straight A's. It was my passion. I was, I put, like, my effort into all the work that I did. And then when I went to fifth grade, uh, I get, that passion kind of fell um, my grades started to fall. I got B's and C's, which aren't bad grades. Uh, they're they're good. But my if you can if you would if you could put your, apply yourself and get better grades, then you know why wouldn't you? You know you're trying to. This is as a, as a child. This is what this is your basically full time job. This is what you should commit yourself to. So uh, I was getting B's and C's, which, like I said, aren't bad. They're they're actually good. But my mom knew that I could be getting A's if I would just apply myself, and I didn't care enough about it. And so I cared in fourth grade, but then when I went to fifth grade, I didn't care. Like I was more interested in uh, my friends and my peers and the you know cute boys and the outfit of the week and the song of the month or whatever, which are important but not you know, superior to academics, and uh, my mom was really nervous about that, and so she uh, honestly pulled me, I mean, she pulled me out, had me privately tested, and I came back as gifted, and so she homeschooled me, Um, but without her taking that first step, like, without her believing in me when I didn't know I needed somebody to believe in me, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, they've really been super, super supportive um, all throughout the homeschool experience. Like I said, when I said I wanted to skip a grade, my mom and dad were there to be supportive and help, you know, talk to the administration and get me, uh, like, skip the, the, to skip the grade I need to test. So they helped me prepare for the test. They hired tutors, uh, did online classes. Um, then when I went to college and Texas Women's University, both TCC and TWU, um, my dad uh, drives me. Every single day I have class. Um, that's like a 40-minute drive to Texas Women's University, but he still drives me. Um, I just got my license last month, so he's been driving me uh, my entire college experience. So they've been uh, supportive the most they can, honestly. They've uh, I don't think they were, I don't think obviously they were expecting me to be here when they started homeschooling, like to, for me to go this fast, but they didn't try to hold me back because they weren't ready themselves. They weren't, they, they didn't try to hold me back because of the unknown, uh, because they were nervous, because they didn't think I could do it. You know, it was like kind of a leap of faith, but they more believed in me. And I believed in myself, especially at that point, you know, being in sixth grade homeschooled, I found my passion for academics again. And so I was really dedicated to getting straight A's and working super hard. And um, my parents saw that, and they helped me in every way they possibly could. And so they've been amazingly supportive. Uh, Couldn't be here without them. That is incredible. That is truly incredible. And that's one of the reasons why I raised the question, because I'm sure parents have, most parents, I'm a parent myself, kind of have the, have the tendency to, you know, be overprotective and a bit apprehensive when it comes to uh, making decisions like moving your child faster through the educational system uh, or, you know, even taking them out of uh, uh, regular educational environments and homeschooling them. Um or even yet um, going 
doing it based on their child's recommendation or their child's desire to move faster. So um, I, I that's a, that's awesome. You sound like you have some awesome parents. Uh, and again, as you said, you would not have uh, gotten this far without them. We truly agree with you uh, uh, with that. Um, I know you are enjoying our interview with Scholar. Uh, Haley Taylor Slitz so happy to have her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show and you know in your bio you talked about um, your career goal being an attorney a lawyer and and also because you're interested in um, working or or actually changing uh, the educational um, uh, what your attorney where she hopes to advocate for education equity and greater access to gifted and talented programs for students of color and girls and you know i want i want you to elaborate a little bit on that um and and what do you believe you think um your contribution would be as a new attorney uh when that time does come yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I've thought of multiple different ways to help make an impact uh, on the education system and students' lives and their families. Um, and I guess I have two different ideas. Uh, they're not I, – I would develop them, of course, more as I go throughout life and throughout law school. Um, but as of right now, my, like, ideal ways to help make an impact is to either get, like, on a school board or something like that and help – change the way, change who they test, when they test, how they test for gifted and talented programs so that more students and students of color uh, can get in. Uh, when I was in fifth grade, uh, I, my parents wanted me to test for the gifted and talented program, but they said that I couldn't because I had, you were only allowed to test in kindergarten. And I was in California in kindergarten, and we moved here when I was in second grade. So obviously I didn't have that opportunity. And so, uh, but the strange thing was other students, uh, who happen to not be of color, and not that I'm saying that that was, like, deliberate, but they happen to not be of color, uh, were testing in fifth grade and getting into the Gifted and Talented program. Uh, I just wasn't allowed to. And, uh, again, I'm not saying that that was, like, a deliberate, you know, racism or anything like that, but it was just, like, for me and my family, that's what it felt like, you know. And so it's like I'm seeing all these other students get this opportunity that I, I feel like I should have. And I wasn't getting it, and for whatever reason, that maybe at the end of the day, I still wasn't getting that opportunity. And honestly, I wouldn't, it like, had my family just been like, oh, well, you know, we tried. Uh, you could just stay in the public school, and we'll just let you do extra homework at home, honey. You, you just, it's okay. You know, had we just been like that, like, not knowing that, like, had my mom and dad just accepted no as the answer because, it came from the administration, you know, and that's it's reasonable to think, well, you know, it's no, the answer is no, and there's not really any other option. I mean, it's not my parents' choice to choose who gets tested, so if it's a no, it's a no. Uh, had my parents, though, just accepted that, I wouldn't be where I am today, you know, like, and I think how many students get overlooked, how many gifted students don't get the opportunity to be gifted, don't get the opportunity to be accelerated or challenged to their maximal intellectual level, like, how many students aren't engaged as high as they could be just because they didn't know that there were other opportunities there, and so I would really want to help students 
get the opportunity to test and get into the Gift and Talented program, but more so I will want them to have, have oh, help their entire family, not just the students, of course, because it takes a team, uh, to realize the opportunities that are there. You know, when you're going to the Meet the Teacher Night and you're carrying, you know, like you're doing little projects at home for like your third grader or whatever, you don't really think this could turn into homeschooling. You know, that's not something you're thinking about as you're like, on your way to, you know, meet, miss whoever on, you know, teacher night or, like, you know, the end of the year, the 100th day of school. That's not, you know, that's not something that comes into your mind, like, I could end up homeschooling my kid. You know, like, that's not, that's not a consideration, homeschool. Like, that's a scary word. It's a scary thing. How can you teach your student everything they need to know to be college ready all, all the way up to 12th grade? You don't remember everything that they need to teach. You know, it's a really scary thought, and that's not something that a lot of people think about. And to open people's eyes to that opportunity and show them that homeschooling is not as scary as you think it is. Uh, you'll have help. It's not just you. There are other homeschool groups, other homeschool parents, uh, obviously there are homeschool co-ops, like I mentioned, that I went to. To, uh, online supplements, uh, community events. There are a whole bunch of ways that you can help, like the, the community and the you know the society can help you homeschool your kid, but that's not something that a lot of people think about. And so when the public school tells them, no, your kid isn't gifted, or no, your kid can't test, or they can't be in the GT program, or whatever, they just accept that. And, like, of course, that's not their fault. It's what they were told and it's what they know. Like, okay, well, I guess that's a no. And that really, like, I don't know, it, it makes me, like, it's, it's it lights something in me. Like, I really want to help make that, uh, help them realize the opportunities and see that just because the public school told you no doesn't mean that it's actually a no. There are other ways to get your kid tested. There are other ways to get them into their own gifted and talented program, which for me was homeschooling, but maybe there's a good private school or a good online school. You know, like you have to make your own path, but helping families realize the opportunities that are there I want to I want to do that and I think that's a good way to do it. Starting a school is also something I've thought about, you know, to really I feel like I could touch a lot of students that way. So those were two huge considerations I had. <laughs> Man, I am just enjoying my interview with Haley Taylor Slitz. She is such an amazing young lady and I can tell, I can hear the passion that you have. Uh, for education and for giving other young people like yourself opportunities that you've had you know and uh, one thing you did not mention in your bio and I just uh, recognize that as I'm looking over your information that tell uh, Haley is also an author yes that's right guys she did not uh, indicate that to us uh, in her bio but she is an author and the name of her book is the homeschool alternative i want Haley to share with us a little bit more about her book yeah no that book uh it's it's touched a lot on a lot of different things that i've talked about um i co-authored it with my mom and we started writing it at the end of last summer um and it was published in January, I guess, like, you know, that's mid-January-ish. Um, and it's really about, like I said, the things I've talked about. It's about homeschooling, of course. Um, it's about, uh, we, t we talk about the public school system and how it wasn't really made for uh, 
students of color, and it wasn't made with them in mind. Um, it's almost like students of color are guests in their own school. Um, it's not it's not their school. It, like I said, it wasn't made ideally for them, not with them in mind. They weren't well, as the public school was being made. They weren't being thought about. If you think about how long the public school system has been around. Back when, you know, women couldn't vote, back when, you know, women, they weren't really allowed to work. You know, back, back when we, we lived in a totally different world, that's when public school was made in that, in that situation, you know, like with that, with that world in mind. The world has changed drastically since then. And so that, that's like what the book touches on that in the first part. And in the second part, we talk more about our personal homeschool experience it's get, it gets more personal more geared toward us um we talk about the homeschool mindset uh which I'll touch on after I finish this um and we talk more about like we give a couple we give a list which is really toward the end of the book about a whole bunch of different uh thing a whole bunch of different opportunities that we had like different online things that we use different you know uh, like we use the the homeschool co-op like I said where I went two days a week and the rest of the time I was at home or like teaching textbook is one online course that I use when I taught myself geometry um you know different private schools different math competitions a whole bunch of different opportunities that we saw and took like that we had um so we're just that would that's in the book to open people to like you know they didn't even you might not have even known that teaching technical was a thing until I said it so you know now you know and so we have a whole bunch of like a, a long list in the back of the things that we found useful um, and like I said we talk about our homeschool experience uh, we have like brief story times where we tell about some things that we went through during homeschooling uh, how my mom felt when I was getting my first you know like you see do I have to drop the class do I not drop the class you know like things like that just a little bit more personal toward the end of the book uh that's kind of the gist of it uh earlier i mentioned the homeschool mindset and that's talked about in the book and uh it's where like I, I like to talk about this a lot because i feel like a lot of people think well my kid can never be that i can't homeschool and that's a hundred percent reasonable like to think that way because if you can't homeschool and that's what i've been talking about you know that's how i got here with the help of homeschool uh it could seem like an impossible task but um homeschooling uh i of course not everybody can do it you're too busy it's too expensive you don't have the time of course of course but homeschooling isn't just a practice it's also a mindset um it's the way that you look at opportunities throughout you know your everyday life so a good example is when my mom and I were at the store one time. I was in uh, fifth grade, so this was when I was still public schooled, and even then my mom had sort of a homeschool mindset. So uh, this just hits harder that you don't have to be homeschooled or homeschooling to have a homeschool mindset. And uh, we were at the store, and my mom asked me about percents, and I didn't know what that was. And my mom recalled learning percents in fifth grade, but I had no clue what they were. And so we went to an aisle, like a back-to-school aisle or something, and they were selling pens. And it was like, would you rather, or what she was asking me, which one's the better deal? Uh, Ten pens for $8 or one pen for $1? And I said, the one pen for $1 just because it's cheaper. And so I didn't really get the concept that the 10 pens for $8, that meant each pen individually was less money than this one pen for $1. You know, I didn't get that. And so that's when my mom, like my mom took advantage of that opportunity to teach me percents at the store while buying pens. You know, like 
a lot of things, that's something that maybe a, with a public school mindset, a parent might be like, oh, you haven't learned percents yet? Well, I guess you haven't reached that in school. And just leave it at that and just buy the better deal pens and go home. And your kid will probably eventually reach it in public school, of course, as everybody knows how percents work. Of course, you reach it. But that's something where if you apply it to real life, some, a lot of the time, it hits home more with students because, of course, you hear students ask, well, how does this apply to real life? When am I ever going to use this? If you show them that here's a prime example of when you'll need to know math, you know, like had I bought, the, had I bought 10, 10 packs of the $1 pen for, you know, I would spend $10, but I could have spent $8 and got the same amount of pens. You know, it's like that concept where, oh, I see how this applies to my actual life, where had I not known that, I would have not been, I would not have benefited. You know, I would have, it, it would, I would have spent more money when I didn't have to. And it's like that kind of thing, realizing those opportunities to teach, realizing that every opportunity is an opportunity to teach. Not saying that, of course, you should make every opportunity a time to teach because sometimes you're, you know, on vacation or whatever, but realizing that it is an opportunity to teach is like having a homeschool mindset. So, yeah, that's also another thing that we talk about in the book. Um, yeah, it's – I really enjoy writing that with my mom. I'm I'm just so impressed with uh, this young lady that we've been talking with, uh, Haley Taylor Slitz. She is such um, an amazing young lady and uh, just sharing with us so much about her education and – uh, her educational journey and how um, she has uh, really just excelled in uh, in this area in academics and uh, and even how she wants to improve the current educational system uh, when she becomes an attorney herself and we've just been so blessed and so happy to have her on. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. I know you have inspired so many individuals that are listening on tonight. You are such inspiration. I'm sure this isn't the first time you've heard that, uh, but you are. You inspire me, and I'm sure you inspire so many others as well. Before, before As we wrap the interview on tonight, we want you to share with our listeners how they can follow you, how they can keep up with you. Um, I know you have a website. You have a book now. Um, tell our listeners how they can keep up with Haley Taylor Slits, how they can follow you, and even how they can purchase your book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the book is on Amazon. If you just Google the Homeschool Alternative, I mean, like in the search bar of Amazon, uh, it will come up, and you can get it on Amazon, and they'll send you a hard copy. Uh, it's also Barnes & Noble, so, you know, you could look look it up on their website or go to Barnes and Noble. Um and it'll be there. Uh for my social media. Uh I have an Instagram which is Haley Taylor Schlitz, like just my name. I'm not very active on it, so if you want to like reach me, uh I'm also on Facebook, which again it's Haley Taylor Schlitz. Um and then Twitter which is self esteem girl. Um but yeah, I'm more active on Facebook and Twitter than I am Instagram. I, I am on Instagram but I'm not active on it that much. Uh, it's more Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Well, I again so very happy to have had Haley Taylor Slits on our show on tonight. You've definitely made it very, very special on our birthday show. 
Um, again, we thank you so much for consenting to be with us. She was just on Good Morning America, and now she's on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, feel like we have arrived, guys. <laughs> uh, but thank you again so much. We wish you nothing but success in all that you do. We hope you'll stay in touch with us. We, we can stay in touch with you. So um, uh, as you go about all of your educational journeys that we can eventually have you back on the show to share with our listeners uh, all about uh, what you're doing and how you are helping other young people as well. But thank you so much for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Yes, thank you for having me. I've had so much fun. I'm glad. I've had fun as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, we, we hope to hear from you very soon. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons and the Thinking Out Loud radio show for over 10,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, and now available at michaelnimmons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. from Good Morning America, and I'm so grateful for host Mike Nimmons for having me on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. April 15th is right around the corner. This is radio host Michael Nimmons, and yes, it's tax time. Haven't filed yet? No worries. We've got the place for you. Consumer Tax Clinic. Take it from someone who knows. They will sit down with you, go over your return, give great advice, and look for the best possible return options. Let the experts at Consumer Tax Clinic help you get the refund you never thought you could. They did it for me. Let them do it for you. Call Consumer Tax Clinic at 248-395-0078. That's 248-395-0078. Or visit their website at ConsumerTaxClinic.com. That's ConsumerTaxClinic.com. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. I'm Stephanie D. Sanders, singer, songwriter, actress, author, speaker, voiceover artist, and more. Whether it's a church service, speaking event, convention, seminar, festival, expo, Stephanie D. Sanders is the one you need. Book this multi-talented professional and gifted woman of God for your next event. For more information on booking, social media, music, and more, 
visit epkstephaniedsanders.com. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. It's time. 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 For the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Thought of the Week. In tonight's birthday edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we got to thinking about our birthday and our mind began to reflect upon the scripture in James, the fourth chapter, verse number 14, where it talks about the fragility of life and how it is nothing but a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. You know, life is so fragile And yet it is so very important and so significant and valuable, especially in a day and time where people are taking their own lives and the lives of other people as if life to them has absolutely no value or meaning at all. When you hear about suicides, homicides and murders so much and so often that you become numb to the seriousness of the circumstances. What a sad commentary for the times. But for me, I've chosen to be thankful and grateful to see yet another year. Another chance to get things right. Another opportunity to seize my purpose and my destiny. Another shot at reaching my goals. I'm so thankful to God for extending to me yet another year of grace and mercy, even when I know I don't deserve it. And yet, he gives it to us anyway. You know, Dr. King spoke of the nuances of life in his sermon, A Knock at Midnight, when he said, So many find themselves crying out with Shakespeare's Macbeth, that life is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. So many find themselves crying out with the philosopher Schopenhauer, that life 
is an endless pain with a painful end. So many find themselves crying out with Paul Lawrence Dunbar's crust of bread and a corner to sleep in, a minute to smile and an hour to weep in, a pint of joy to a peck of sorrow, but never to laugh, but the moans come double, and that is life. For all those reasons and many more, some people have chosen to live their life miserably, to look at life as the pessimist does, the glass is half empty rather than being half full. The great thing about birthdays is that it allows us to turn to a new chapter in our life, to turn the page and see life anew. That is what I value most about seeing another year. God has given each of us the greatest gift, and that is the gift of life. And the greatest way to show our appreciation to God for this gift is to live it to the fullest. I heard someone say about the death of a loved one, he died empty. The one immediately thinks negatively of this statement. It suggests he died broke, penniless, with nothing. But quite to the contrary, this statement simply means that the person died having lived their life to the fullest. So death was not an acknowledgement of what could have been, but a celebration of a life that was, a life of fulfillment and possibility. So on today, take my advice and shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. So make a wish. Shouts out to Haley Taylor Schlitz for being on the show with us on tonight. She is a remarkable young lady. So proud of her and all of her accomplishments. And I know she's going to do great things. She's got a great head on her shoulders and a bright future ahead. If you want to follow her or keep up with all that she's doing, just go to her website, www.HaleyTaylorSchlitz.com. That's H-A-L-E-Y. T-A-Y-L-O-R-S-H-L-I-T-Z dot com. H-A-L-E-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R-S-H-L-I-T-Z dot com. Thank you for all your birthday wishes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for sending us your warm wishes. Again, I had a great birthday, and I'm still celebrating. Again, the longer, you, the the <laughs> the older you get, the longer you celebrate. So keep that in mind, everybody that's listening. <laughs> it is greatly appreciated. All of your birthday wishes. Thank you so much. And we thank you for uh, thinking of us on our special day and again thank you so much for checking out tonight's show we truly appreciate it always remember to rate review and subscribe to the show it really helps us to rise in the rankings on apple itunes google play music spotify all of the podcasting networks that our show is listed help us out that would really be um, a great birthday gift for us to see our show continue to rise in the rankings again Again, we crossed the 10,000 uh, streams and download threshold because of you and because of your support of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It is greatly appreciated. 
And be sure to add us at TOL Radio Host MSN or send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com. We love to hear from you. Always love to get your feedback and comments. Uh, people are leaving us comments on our blogs and on Twitter and on Facebook. And we're going we're gonna to start to um, share those comments with you on the air. Uh, I truly appreciate those of you who read our blogs, those of you who make comments and read tweet and share our posts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for all of your kindness and support of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to have another great show in store for you. And until next time, as always, remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The minds are the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our radio show partners. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Want to book radio show host Michael Nimitz for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimitz.com. Be sure to follow the show on all of its social media accounts on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show, on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, or on our Facebook fan page at www.facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Are you an entrepreneur? Want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner and take advantage of our free and introductory advertising offers. Send an email to Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com for more details. Visit the new home of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at www.michaelnemons.com forward slash TOL Radio Show. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.